There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Stop beating your gums and sound the attack. All right. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the We Got the Chocolates podcast. Uh, special episode, this one. This will be episode 24 as Hazlitt takes the reins and the button there, which is uh, why we might just have a little bit of extra volume, but that's fine. Well done, Haz. Thank you, and thanks for being here. How are you? Good to be here. Hi, Lee. Hi, everyone uh, listening in. Good. You're, just watch that water bottle too, mate. You give me high anxiety with that water bottle being open straight over the top <laughs> of our equipment. I'll be honest. I'll back you in, but don't want to see the way that you're hitting him. You could knock that off at any stage. Mitch is obviously right. here as well. Yep, Lethal House, thanks. Very well, thank you, Skin. Thanks for asking. Uh, and guys, today just uh, need to we need to be aware that it's obviously a special edition of the We Got the Chocolates podcast. It is in fact the AFL Draft edition, which obviously happened um, last week, which is the reason why you're currently seeing Sam get out of his seat and go uh, because he has no interest <laughs> in the AFL. Uh, but we have because obviously has lacks in this area so much. We have had to call in uh, the big guns, and that's why Dion King, who you've heard about a great deal of times on this particular podcast, he's joining us. As an in-house guest tonight, Dion, how are you? Very well, thanks, boys. Oh, thank thanks, you. So thanks much. for having me on. Uh, regular uh, consumer of uh, <laughs> we got the chocolates. Sometimes I don't even take the wrapper off. Yeah. <laughs> really good, thanks really good for, for the waistline. Um, fantastic, Nate King. It's great to have you. Obviously, uh, we will explain as to what you're doing on here uh, in a second. But uh, what you do need to know, guys, we talked about the fact that it is an AFL draft edition, so there will be a bit of chat about that. Uh, we also obviously have plenty to talk about in cricket because that second test just wrapped up a second ago uh, as we are recording this. Um, and uh, we are going to talk about some classic sporting nicknames that you've heard as well, boys, which I'll explain to you later on. And then as well as obviously some of the listeners' talking points from the weekend has which includes a little proposal to you so that's fantastic to listen to <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll see how that comes out or not but yeah <laughs> all right um excellent now first of all guys uh from the weekend um what you need to know is that we had a massive day on the tools yesterday man skin obviously has went down for a four-day cricket game wrapped it up in two days still gets paid for four so uh he was reasonably happy so but you were on a flight yesterday weren't you has yeah back a bit early which i'm stoked about mm. while well, we were slaving away commentating on the tavern final weren't we skin we were yeah big day on the tools no no substitutions or anything i was actually glad we you. finished early I'd, I'd love to listen to a bit of that it was good good listening how was the commentary yeah that was that was the only part i was there for i, came out of cricket <laughs> <and> I, <laughs> I just want to know gabe's how long did it take to recognize the bowler this time 
Um, yeah, no, probably probably too long, unfortunately. Yeah. We, uh, we were a little didn't have Colonel Sanders a, playing again. So. And we had a thorough team street. We had numbers yeah, on the back. It was an elaborate setup, was, actually. Yeah. Very elaborate. Excellent. Mitch wasn't impressed with the lunch, uh, but that's mainly to do with his veganism. Um, yeah, which yeah, I didn't help myself. <laughs> was he catered for <laughs> whatsoever? Um, I've always said that he should probably have a rostered day off, but uh, he declined. Mm, yeah, just opted for a big oh, pile of fruit instead, so that was my favourite. Excellent. Uh, so obviously we got through the commentary gig, there's plenty of rain, and, and therefore we were late to our, uh, our actual Bollywood event, boys, which, uh, which we went to last night, me and Mitch as well. That was uh, that was obviously me and Mitch dancing to that. <laughs> we were we were trapped like we're essentially mm. Rohit and up at uh, Punjab. He came to us as soon as we we literally got in there, and within three seconds he said, "We're going to introduce you. You're going to go up to the stage and you're going to dance." And we're like, "We are terrible. We mm. don't know what we're doing." Then when we got up there, the guy was like, "Okay, we'll play the music," and he was obviously meant to be teaching us how to dance. Has uh, and his teaching style was. Now, we'll play the tune and you just do whatever feels comfortable. <laughs> whatever comes to you. Which for me is not dancing. I couldn't even believe Mitch was up there. It looked, so like, it looked like you were a couple of moves behind everyone yeah. else as well. Mitch yeah, over yeah, in the far corner there. <laughs> well, yeah. we said on, on my, about my singing, my timing when it comes to music is not quite there. And yeah, that <laughs> was you got evident. him into an Indian rap battle skin or you would have got him. <laughs> oh, that's true skin. Uh, that would have worked. You would have had him on toast uh, there. Except I don't know the language, but apart from that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, that was so we got stitched up there. But obviously, has there was three hundred and fifty people in attendance, so it's certainly the biggest crowd I've ever mm. danced in front of. Didn't ruin the grass on on Burge, did it? I'd say it most certainly has. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, oh, the outfield might run a little bit quicker uh, this particular weekend. Would be nice. Yeah, mm. that's right. So yeah, we went uh, went to the Bollingwood event, uh, and then obviously I walked into school today and uh, was greeted after the weekend with the condom sequence of educational cards just waiting on my desk rearranged in the wrong order obviously uh, as a teacher we do in PE you have to teach uh, a little bit of sexual health these days which is oh. a shame remember we used to get like a specialist guy when we were at school Mitch someone used to come in that was his full time job yeah yeah, I do remember that just That's teaching people sex job, ed but yeah right Probably a belter job, potentially. Did you struggle a bit to get that no. sequence right? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Some of them were weird. Like, I don't know, just I was it, like, one of them was like, turn each other on. I was like, I didn't realize you had to actually put that in the instructions. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like a natural sort of thing. But anyway, uh, we'll move on from there. So, yeah, they're, they're still out of order. Thanks for asking, Has. Uh, now, King, let's get back to you. Uh, obviously the way that we know you we've spoken about you plenty of times through obviously your probably your ambitious goal celebrations mainly uh, throughout the AFL season we're obviously a, a dedicated Alex Hills bomber and that's where we where we came to meet you and, and where we've certainly given you some airtime on the podcast for your well-renowned celebrations there what are some of your great ones that you go to generally um, well I think it was brought up uh, early doors on the podcast um, but against Rubina one time uh very small field, Rabina. So the 50, probably realistically about 30 metres. I think we're already up by maybe six or seven goals. So I just thought I'd stick the knife in and uh, have a left foot being my opposite foot. And as soon as I kicked it before it even went in, I screamed out, what foot is he? <laughs> and yeah, it went in and yeah, I, I definitely went to line up next to my opponent and he was having a good laugh. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mind kicking the old sausage roll, Gabe. That's yeah, um, fair. And you've started, I, uh, you started pre-season, I understand already, haven't you? The yeah, yeah. So the Bombers went back yeah, a couple of Tuesdays ago. So yeah, pre- pretty good numbers from the Resi's obviously been very mm. successful just losing in the um, 
the reserves grand final. Um, yep, and yeah, seniors, one, yeah, very much looking to um, go up. Not just one better, a whole lot more better next year. <laughs> so you're saying you're the, the David Warner of AFL celebrations, though? That was yeah, a, 100%. That was a pretty big triple 100 celebration. <laughs> you did some jumps but there, yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. No, no bows just yet, but yeah. Well, that's something you can bring in next season. <laughs> yeah, new comp next year. Yeah. So and uh, tell us, is there still uh, still room in the Bombers side for a couple of blokes that can't kick, do you reckon? Oh, 100%. Always looking for good handballers. <laughs> <laughs> That is what we want. Perfect. And uh, obviously very qualified for those reasons uh, to be on here and to talk about the excitement that is the AFL draft, which we obviously experienced last week, just due to the fact that obviously you're you're also just an AFL snuff, aren't you? You love Hawthorne. Um, you're happy to follow happy to follow as much AFL news as possible. Uh, we thought that you would be very, very handy to have on. But I believe you've obviously got a story, probably your favourite story about or about one of us you haven't told which one. I assume it's probably not going to be Haz, given that you met him tonight. <laughs> um, but but you've got a story of your own, don't you, King? Yeah, mate, I, I do. Um, and the, the Drennan I'm speaking of is uh, Lee Drennan, who <laughs> was uh, on contract at the school that I was working at. Um, and there was a – pretty much the story goes, it was a, a period three in my role um, made me have to go up to the sports shed to um, put some equipment away. And I've walked in, uh, it, was, it was all locked up already, and I've walked in to a uh, lethal with a yellow little Milo cricket bat, just uh, shadow batting to, <laughs> to, uh, to no one. And then I think I startled him because then he was asking me about my grip and how to, how to play cricket. And yeah, it, was, it was very interesting, a very interesting thing Nothing's to walk changed. in on. <laughs> that does not surprise me one bit. Yeah, the only problem is that King hasn't played cricket since he was about 11 yeah, years old. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the old Springwood Suns, it's been a while between <laughs> drinks. I think you asked the 12-year-olds that I coach when you're, when you're batting in the net next to them how they hold it too so yeah. well yeah, lethal had the bat and then i said oh just take a guess i guess yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right yeah that was <laughs> one of my great catching that video went viral though to be fair it's three oh, million views on that thing take a guess i guess uh all right king well let's actually get you into uh into what you're here for uh but i might play the afl intro for you first Skeebsy. Uh Well, yeah, obviously with the AFL, um, the draft wrap I'm going to go through. So uh, pretty much all the team lists have finalised for season 2020 for the AFL. Um, so the AFL has also implemented last season the um, SSP or the Supplemental Selection Period and, meets and mid-season drafts, which gives obviously clubs the opportunity to replenish their lists should they have any uh, season ending injuries or injuries that would, I guess, go for a large portion of the season. And so that's new, King. That was never, that's never been a thing in the past seasons. Yeah, yeah. So last year was the first time that it happened. And some examples of some players that got picked up um, within that system are Shay Mumford, who was obviously uh, retired, um, doing some mm, different... John difference. Farnham approach out yeah, of the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the return to a point five. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously that, that worked out pretty well for him Just apart from the fact um, I don't think he or 22 other Giants players Actually showed up on the last Saturday in September against <laughs> Richmond Because it seemed like they were just running around anyone um, 
Yeah, and, and another one was um, picked up was Michael Gibbons, who was actually very unlucky to not get picked up earlier, even in his actual draft year as an 18-year-old. But he was a back-to-back uh, JJ Liston medalist, which is the VFL um, competition best and fairest player. Mm. Um, and he actually ended up playing more than half the games for Carlton, um, kicked, I think, a couple of bags of three or four goals. So it was actually a very uh, crucial uh, part of their their spent, team. Spent one game in my fantasy team too, and then I binned him, and then he came good after that, as per usual. Yeah, that yeah, well, that's... me a <laughs> <laughs> No, but he's very handy, very handy. I think um, with Eddie Betts joining the team this year, he'll be, um, yeah, he might be struggling to get a game, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, and a very unusual example this year, though, uh, boys, was um, Sam Rowe, who played a lot of time at Carlton, um, and he was actually delisted last uh, season, so season 2018. Um, and then he was actually picked up um, by St Kilda, who um, Jake Carlisle, who's one of their key backmen, uh, had a number of different uh, injuries. So he was picked up essentially to replace him. Uh, funnily enough, though, uh, Sam Rowe actually had some of his own injuries, so he couldn't really play. And then in round 23, so the last round of this year, um, Brad Rutten said, oh, yeah, we'll um, bring you in, Rowie, to play uh, 150th game. And then uh, the following rough. week he was uh, delisted. So <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming. That's and what's known as the double yeah, delisting right. in well, a short space of time. Yeah, yeah. So, Rowie, go, yeah, fix uh, up your resume and cover letter, mate. Go find somewhere else again. Oh, dear. So very rough. All right. Um, so on to the actual news from last week then, King. What's, uh, what's happened? Yeah, mate. So like I said, the draft format was actually a little bit different this year. So round one was only held on the Wednesday night. So that was televised on uh, Fox Footy and Fox Sports and the likes. And then the so other that's picks. That's where all like the big dogs that assume that they're going to go in the top 10. Yeah. That's where they come and get their jerseys presented. And yeah, essentially. And so yeah, they get invited. Obviously the families get invited. Um, the AFL clubs, like for example, um, instead of Stuart Jew handing um, their picks to Jersey, they um, got Isaac Rankin and... Uh, big fan of the podcast, Jack Lacocia's store. So yeah, um, give them the jersey. So I think de- definitely going for that, like, yeah, he- here's some young boys as well. And obviously they were top draft picks from last year. We're actually probably due to collect our guarantee from Jack as well, remember? He told us he was going to change numbers and then we could get around him. Mm, yeah. yeah, we're still waiting for the heads up. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, it's I'm coming. Sure, I'm sure it's going to be I'm pretty sure a lot, a lot of the clubs like Port Adelaide actually released their new numbers for next season. So... Ooh. Waiting on waiting on the Suns. We'll be waiting um, on the GC yeah, then. Yeah. How's you obviously waiting with bated breath? <laughs> yeah, I'll, be, I'll be the first one to get turns <laughs> you there. Perfect. Keep going, King. Yeah, yeah. So um, the format obviously, um, yeah, essentially made it easier for teams to just pick those, I guess, yeah, those players get the spotlight, those top uh, 20 players. And then round two to five was held on the Thursday night. And then the preseason and rookie draft, yeah. Um, was held on the Friday, which wasn't really televised. There wasn't much. There much. wasn't that much publicity about those particular ones on the Friday, was there? Because no. it, you came in tonight and said, "Oh yeah, Jack Martin got," which I'm sure you probably cover. So sorry for ruining that. <laughs> no, um, you're right. But yeah, the Jack Martin got picked up by Carlton in the end, which was a big story throughout sort of the trade period. And then you just came in and said that, and we we're like, "Oh, we don't know that." Yeah. I mean, yeah. we don't claim to be the most well-researched people. Yeah. In the world, no, it's it's a little bit of like a. Um, I guess, yeah, old school, like, updated his Facebook status. <laughs> <laughs> Gold Coast has actually picked up this player or Carlton's picked up this player. So, yeah, very, very strange way to do it. But the AFL obviously thinks it works, so they go for it. Yep. Um, so, obviously, those people that don't really understand the draft format um, 
As, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely me. Uh, so essentially, obviously, the teams that finish towards the bottom of the ladder get their first opportunity to select the best under-18 talent first. So um, the Gold Coast Suns were came last, Wooden Spooners, so they got the first pick. But also because they weren't winning many games by kicking it through the middle post, which <laughs> I think you need to do, Skinner, to actually win games of footy. Yeah, so I not that we do, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm yeah. not great at doing it, but I understand that's the concept at least. Well, yeah. Mate, that game at Rabino, you flushed that. That was that was 60. Oh, yeah, be one set short. Yeah. <laughs> Good place for an 18-year-old to move to to grow up and uh, yeah. the Gold Coast there. Yeah, so they're never going to run off the road. Yeah, exactly. See you at Cavill Avenue, boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so essentially, <laughs> essentially, um, Gold Coast got pick number one and pick two, so they got a compensation pick from the AFL for not winning many games, which some people argue isn't very fair, um, but yeah, is what it is, I guess. Um, so yeah, pick number one and pick number two uh, were Matty Rowell and Noah Anderson. Um, both of them are actually from the Oakley Chargers, and both are actually best mates, which uh, lots of clubs are using as draw cards very similar to what the Lions did with Jared Berry and Hugh McLuggage. And even uh, the Suns the previous year with Rankin and Lukosius yeah, as well. very much played so. together and went to high school together too. Yep, yep very yeah. much so. And obviously it, it helps with, if especially if you're moving into state, if you have well, your best mate or just a mate, just a regular face to obviously make settling in a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gabes, I'll go through a little bit for all of these uh, players. I'll just give you a quick little summation of uh, who they are and why they were picked. So uh, Matty Rao was um, probably from t- a couple of years ago, um, identified as probably the best player in the draft. Uh, he's a ready-made midfielder, so he'll probably be playing from round one next year, I'd assume. Very smart, a real accumulator of the footy. So he was averaging uh, 24 disposals in the under-18 championships. You genuinely sound like BT here. <laughs> 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 and I've just seen Baze's head just popped out. Because he knows basically just come out because he's hearing things are going to be relevant Ryan to his draft. Baze's yeah, Baze's pre-season. So Baze definitely, <laughs> definitely worth having a look at the old Matty Rowe, mate. Uh, could be a bit of an issue, though, boys. He is actually very fair-skinned. He, he does have red hair so Gold Coast made sure they put the banana boat sunscreen in the small print of his contract (laughs) to get him on board as as a sponsor and of course speaking of sponsors make sure if you need to go for a surf you um, get get around no talk (laughs) (laughs) I don't need no banana boat in there (laughs) oh King it's worked out the two things that make this show click straight away you'll fit right in here you you can hang around a few more episodes jeez King Uh, and that'll be the fifth mentioned for them this episode <laughs> Harry hasn't even started talking yet uh, uh, yeah so moving on yep uh, excellent player Matty Rao uh, Noah Anderson he's very similar player to Rao um, spends a little bit more time down forward very strong overhead marking ability and very crafty around the goals as well um, interesting though Gibbs he's actually um, son to uh, Dean who played for Hawthorne and St Kilda but doesn't qualify under the father-son uh, rule as you need to play over at least 100 games or more and he's actually played 83 so dead set I thought you were going more down the road if they weren't sure if he was the real father or something <laughs> yeah well, I, I don't know maybe we need to call Jerry Springer <laughs> <and just laughs> <get> more <laughs> 
for the old Maury Pop show so you can make sure you are the father, Dean, of the number two draft pick. So, so, so you're saying these guys know, knew each other well growing up. So if, if if you're like decent, a decent AFL player or footy player and you know a really good footy player, like get to know them really well, get, yeah. become, yeah. Best, become best oh. mates with them and you'll get picked up by an yeah. AFL team. 100%. Sure. Yeah, just that two for one deal that, <laughs> that Lethal loves. Have you ever played footy, man? Nah, but I'm his best friend. Okay, yeah, but you're uh, coming you're at coming. number two then. I mean. Yeah, so uh, as a Hawks fan, obviously very stiff. We could have had a very good player in Noah Anderson. Um, so pick three boys went to the Demons after their debacle of a season, obviously going from making top four to then just finishing towards the bottom end of the ladder. Uh, he's a very good um, and clean tap ruckman and can pick it up very well off the ground for a 190 198, sorry, centimetre big man. Uh, he was also the runner-up of uh, the Lark Medal, which is the uh, awarded to the best player of the national championships. Uh, so definitely no shortage of talent, <laughs> as he also uh, represented Australia in uh, under-18 basketball. Okay, so he's uh, obviously That's very, very talented. another area that you're quite a fan of as well. Yeah, that, very, very much so. Thursday night social team still going yeah, strong. Yeah, very much, yeah. A bit of enough when it comes to sport. Too bad. Um, I always say, Gabe, I, I would have been a great footy player. The only thing that stopped me was any talent. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely had the work ethic. That's yeah, correct. Yeah, so uh, yeah, he, he'll obviously be a handy addition to them, but Maxi Gorn, obviously, arguably next to Brody Grundy, probably the best ruckman in the comp. So learning off a very good player. Um, pick four went to GWS, uh, which was Lockie Ash. He was a smart rebounding uh, halfback from uh, Vic Country. Pick five, Dylan Stevens, who was the first uh, South Australian selected in the draft. Mm. Um, Adelaide uh, selected Fisher McCasey, Fisher and Pikel McCasey. I'm hoping <laughs> that gets on. Uh, from the Sandringham Dra- uh, Dragons. Uh, he's also a key defender who reads to play very well, uh, similar to a McGovern type player. Uh, take Took very, um, very strong marks. Are these just things you're writing from scouting their games? <laughs> or are you just regurgitating information? Yeah, I'm claiming as PD hours for us going to watch, going to watch these kids. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he's a very strong player. I mean, if he can turn out to be anything like uh, a premiership player in McGovern, obviously he'll be on the right track. Uh, now, Freo had uh, picks seven, eight and nine, which they received um, one of those picks from St Kilda um, for the Bradley Hill trade and um, one pick from last year's future round trades. So they selected uh, Hayden Young, Caleb Sarong and their academy product, Liam Henry. Caleb Sarong, it's right. <laughs> Very good wearing the sarong around the club. <laughs> um, Has he got anything? I'm sure he's heard that so many times already in his life. Well, one more time. Yeah, walking into that at Frio. <laughs> big Sanderlands. Um, um, so, yeah, uh, Young's a uh, big uh, big marking uh, swingman, so he can go forward or back. Uh, sarong's very hardworking uh, inside mid. And uh, Henry, a very crafty forward likened to Eddie Betts, boys. And if you have a look at his highlights package, he... Is, he has no shortage of potassium in his diet because all he does is kick bananas. Oh, really? He is very, very handy. <laughs> <laughs> he is very handy Underrated. from all spots. And that took um, me too long to get, to be honest, because I wasn't aware that potassium was... Anyway, play yeah, on. Fair bump, <laughs> play on. All righty. So, um, yeah, to round out the top 10, the Giants uh, took a very, very handy player in Tom Green, who I'm uh, definitely locking in as uh, round Who's one Tom regular. Green? Yeah. Yep. 
Um, he actually absolutely dominated uh, the NEFL, and he's very, very handy. In one game against, I think it was Canberra, he was um, going. He went in a half time, uh, already having twenty eight disposals, and was feeling a little bit unenergetic. So he decided to ask the trainer for some food. Who uh, all he could grab was a four and twenty pie, and uh, he ate that. And he went out and had another twenty two touches of the uh, Leighton Hewitt. So very, very handy. I'm all for that. Like I, I'll eat a pie. But- at the lunch break of games or you know it's hard to go past the toasties at Redlands but I often get the pie it's it's all right. I need to refuel somehow I'm not sure I'm trusting you though has after last week you brought out a can of canned sausages Oh yeah. yeah What about that well, I wasn't sure What not food options Would be at the, <laughs> well, the Brennan household They're not looking Great tonight either Just quietly But yeah Has BYO last week Can of <laughs> sausages And vegetables That's the secret The old PED Of spam sausages <laughs> Always prepared <laughs> Absolutely Now can, can you give us Obviously we We never hide the fact That we're quite biased here Can you let us know How the lines have gone In the draft please uh, yeah, mate. Yeah, so the Lions um, have gone very well. So uh, Baze's beanie will be very excited about uh, some of the boys I'm talking about next. So um, the Lions' first pick was an absolute cracker. And when I was watching um, or following the draft, I just could not believe that this bloke wasn't picked up by someone. I was kind of hoping the Hawks picked him up, but is what it is. So uh, Devin, Devin Robinson, who was the captain of the WA side, who they actually won the national championship for the first time in 10 years. So usually it's uh, Vic Country, Vic Metro or um, SA that has really dominated um, the last, um, yeah, obviously 10 years of, of the under-18 championship. And he was the uh, winner of the Lark medal. So technically speaking, boys, he's arguably the best player in the draft. And he somehow dropped down to pick 23. How has that happened? I, I read something saying that the knock on him was that they didn't think his kicking efficiency was great. Is that is that what you read? Yeah, yeah. So obviously he's kicking, but he's work ethic. And if you have a look through his highlights package again, he's very – works hard, can play pretty much any position around the mids, um, up forward, can kick some goals, go down, um, lock down roll as well. So he's a medium mid uh, essentially, and if you add him to Neil Zorko, McLuggage, Barry Robinson, there's definitely uh, no lack of depth um, for the old pride of Brisbane Town in the midfield. Now, King, we probably we're getting to the end of our uh, segment here. The cap. What, what other little bits do we do we absolutely need to know? Yeah, well, boys, there's always some great stories from the draft. Now, and this is probably one of the best ones from this year. So Francis Evans, who was picked by the Cats at pick 41, uh, he actually only played two games for the Calder Cannons in the NAB League, which is essentially the main under-18 comp in Victoria. Um, but before these two games, he was similar to uh, myself and... Uh, you boys, um, he was just playing some amateur footy. So uh, for his, uh, what is his team? Brunswick. So he actually kicked in his first, uh, I think, four, uh, five games. Sorry, he kicked 21 goals, including uh, one game of eight goals. So that's uh, very handy. So that's uh, where he's quite different to us, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think I'm getting eight snags. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if we're getting eight kicks <laughs> in, <laughs> in, in the whole season, I'm usually pretty happy. Uh, but yeah, so, and then unfortunately he uh, had a heel injury, which ended his season in June. So he only played seven games of football. But obviously his impact uh, showed that the Cats really, really liked him um, yeah, and, and picked him up. Um, just some recycled players, boys. So players that got uh, delisted and picked up, like you said before, uh, Jack Martin due to a little bit of a contract issue slash Suns struggling. Uh, went off to Carlton, who uh, maybe won't struggle as much, but 
in the scheme of the last 20 years worth since I've been born they've struggled yeah <laughs> been alive <laughs> um, the former uh, Lions half forward Ben Keys. Oh, I liked and, him yeah he was, he was very handy very yeah. unlucky due to the uh, amount of non-injuries I think the Lions <laughs> yeah, had this right. season yeah um, and uh, Pies Hardman, Ben Crocker, went to the Crows. Um, former Essendon defender Michael Hartley went off to the Hawks after he decided to decline a contract extension from the Bombers. Are you happy with that, King? Obviously, as a Hawks man, are you going to... Yeah, he's, he's very handy, mate, with um, with the old uh, Chip Frawley um, starting to age like a fine wine, um, but not actually yeah. doing any good. <laughs> uh, yeah, just it, remember that the last time we uh, went to a footy game with you, King, you uh, managed to cop some abuse from... A person who we can only assume was at his first AFL game. <laughs> he was sitting in the Lions members section with us, but in your Hawthorne jersey, or Guernsey, sorry. Uh, and uh, and he decided to turn around and start giving it to you as yeah. he's been in the country for a day and decided he was a diehard Lions fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all about context, boys. And we were down by 10 goals. And there was about two minutes to go in the game. And then this Irish English man was just screaming and just giving it to me the whole game. And uh, the, the Lions actually uh, picked up some players that they did the list essentially. So big man Archie Smith um, and hardworking mid Corey Lyons, yes, brother, to uh, someone. Jared. That, yeah, Jared definitely mm. doesn't struggle to find it. No. Still he don't gets know. the poisoning at times. Don't know how the Suns have given him up for a bag of chips. <laughs> um, and Sam Skinner, who um, unfortunately he, a lot of his four seasons he spent on the sideline, boys, he actually. Heard his uh, left ACL and then came back and did his right ACL the first session oh, back. That so, hurts. That yeah, hurts. it's good for the Lions to give him um, another opportunity. So, yeah, boys, that's that's pretty much it. Hopefully, I've covered it for all the viewers, um, listeners, viewers, yeah. if wow. you're watching. We're across all how. mediums, really. <laughs> I, feel <laughs> like, I feel like I'm an AFL expert now. Yeah, I'm going to go into Supercoach, AFL Supercoach. Well, I thought you were Mitch it. for a second. You guys had a personality transplant because you said nothing the entire time and Mitch actually talked a little bit. So. Oh, I haven't offered a lot more. Than as there, but yeah, got involved a little bit. Yeah, that's right. Well, has you must have been listening intently, King. We thank you so much. There, you're obviously going to hang around for the rest as well. But that's probably your main, uh, your main segment. Um, so we might just take a little break here to make sure that we're still filming for the viewers, as they say. Uh, we'll be right back. Okay, guys, welcome back after the King's wrap of the AFL draft has. You've learnt plenty there. Do you think the NRL should have a draft, has? I'm pretty happy with how it works. I mean, the, the way that people can bid for contracts on players is is fine, in my opinion. If, if a team wants them more than another team, then then let them pay more for them, you know. Yeah. Okay. You can see King's over. He's not impressed. He's not right. Because uh, <laughs> you're also... For courses. You're also Speaking basketball. of horses, uh, dark horse cricket as well, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. And just as Basley walked past as well, the great man, he is pumped. Oh, dearie me. All right, uh, guys, now, little change of topics here. Uh, we do need to, a couple of weeks ago, you remember uh, Matthew Gillum, a big a big friend of the show, status there, FOT status. Uh, he sent in sort of asking about our nicknames and what, where Gibbs came from and where Skin came from and uh, Dave, <laughs> David Hasselhoff and uh, Magnificent. So, But where he actually wanted us to lead uh, with that question, which I neglected, um, was some of the best nicknames that you have heard in sport and has. Obviously, given that your word can't spin down a little bit tonight, I thought that 
you might be able to produce some belter nicknames that you've potentially got in the Bulls squad. Oh. Plenty of time to think about it over those two days that you got to play together. Yeah, well, on the cricket field, there's a lot of nicknames thrown around because you don't want to get bored saying the same one. But uh, some some good ones here: Jimmy Pearson, our fellow Redlands Tiger, is uh, is known as Barra by Usman Khawaja, and and. <laughs> It's sort of a bit of a spray on Aussie's behalf of, of, for Jimmy because he, uh, he calls Jimmy Barra as in a Barramundi because he's always biting or he's uh, taking the bait. <laughs> nice, uh, nice. And you actually hear him in a game when Jimmy got run out and uh, Aussie was batting with him and uh, Aussie sends him back and goes, no, no Barra, go back <laughs> in, in the midst of a game. So it happens pretty naturally for him. <laughs> That's when you know a nickname's really stuck when you can use it when you're running between wickets. <laughs> uh, another one retired now, but the great Chris Hartley. For the Queensland Bulls, it was uh, called Squid uh, because he was always always found a way to boost his batting average by being not out at the end of an innings. Obviously, batting at seven or so as a keeper would, you're often in with the bowlers, and and he always found a way to be not out. And as the bowlers got out around him, and uh, and a lot of people refer to as red ink being not out. Mm. So and and squids produce ink. So he was he was known as Squid. Brilliant. Oh, that is brilliant. I'll write that. A few levels to it, but yeah, you get it eventually. Yeah. Um, That's what makes a good nickname. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you've got to think about yeah. it for so long. Really got to work out so, for it. Yeah. Get the reward at the end. Yeah, perfect. That's true. What uh, other ones you got? Well, last one, Jack Wildermuth. I'm not actually going to say what uh, what his nickname is because there's he we call him the walking nickname because he has that many nicknames, um, <laughs> which it's, and they all have a good story behind them. And I don't know why they stick more than everyone else, but they just stick. And uh, it makes it easy to encourage him when he's bowling instead of just saying like "Come on, Jack!" Every ball you, you actually got every different ball you can say a different nickname. So you and, call him uh, Jill. <laughs> well, that that might be one that sticks as well. Classic. But, uh, unfortunately, that's not Easy one. Lazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I won't, I won't let let those nicknames slide because it, there's actually whispers that he's lobbying to get on the podcast. I've actually and, heard uh, that. I heard that uh, while we were commentating uh, yesterday. In fact, Mr. Um, Mitch is raising away as I'm about to ask him a question. So that's uh, poor timing. Thanks, Skin. Um, yeah, but uh, we we heard that yesterday from uh, John Devine at. Calling all sports, I believe his company's called, but he was letting us know that Jack's uh, Jack's been sort of putting the word in, pretty keen to get around. Yeah, we've got athletes lining up, don't we? We just certainly Dion King um, yeah. managed Athlete to get him on. very loosely used. <laughs> <laughs> athlete slash draft candidate. Um, you can actually nominate yourself in the rookie draft, can't you, King? You yeah, you can. Cost you a bit of money. Yeah, you can. You just have to, yeah, pay a, a fee. You didn't do that, though? No, I did not. I did not. thought the old... Want to make sure the 23 was still getting worn by myself at the bombers yeah, of the Alex yeah, Hills variety, not the Essendon variety. <laughs> okay. uh, Mitch, now that you're back from camera duties there, have you got yeah. uh, any nicknames, any nicknames that you're a fan of that you've heard? Uh, yeah, the one that springs to mind for me is young Bailey Stewart from the Redlands Tigers. He's <laughs> um, <laughs> also got a few, probably not as many as Wildermuth, I'd assume. Um, but the one that seems to have stuck this season is... slightly controversial. Yeah, yeah it's mildly inappropriate, but I mean, Lethal can edit it out later if he, if he feels the need. Can you also um, face the microphone towards you, by the way? No, the wire's on a funny angle. It's all right, There we go. Okay. Um, anyway, so we call Bales Ligma um, <laughs> <laughs> because he just got he just got too obsessed with a joke. We were, I think we'd had a game of cricket obviously sometime, <laughs> sometime last season and, and went up for a couple of beers at the pub and I think we must have heard a John Travolta song somewhere along the lines and, um, and then... The, John this, Travolta <laughs> doesn't even <laughs> sing any songs. This no, is one the whole thing which they Greece, isn't he? It's not John anyway, Travolta we, singing. No, and then so there was a running joke throughout the night about every time a song came on. Yeah, it was John Travolta, and then and then I think 
Bales, Bales or, or someone. It's Liam, it. Liam Smith. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So Liam Smith has come up with this uh, story about John Travolta. He's suffering from a really rare condition of Ligma. And he was telling <laughs> us all about it. He's, he's been in hospital recently. It's a really tough time. And um, I sort of just sat silently because I had no idea what it was. And I was, didn't want to embarrass myself. But Bales pops up with, oh, yeah, what's, what's Ligma? <laughs> to which with his replies, Ligma balls. <laughs> <laughs> so Bowers was the first to fall for it and then he's gone and tried to get everyone else in the entire club with that joke over the next couple of weeks so he's just copped the nickname <laughs> oh that's magnificent um, then let's get into a, uh, a cricket rap Cricket rapping? Who's cricket rapping? Uh, yeah, I think I'll start us off, if that's all right. Um, we've already sort of mentioned briefly earlier that the, the second test match has just wrapped up um, on day four. Australia comfortably winning by an innings and 48 runs against Pakistan. And in the in the first innings, jo, jo, poor old Joe Burns was was dismissed early, nicked off for, for only four um, on what was clearly a very tough batting deck. Um, where Marnus and, and David Warner then put on 361 for the next wicket. So Marnus was finally dismissed on, on 162 on the second day um, before Smithy came out and, and improved on his on his score from the first innings. He amassed a, a massive 36 and got out pretty strangely. I guess he was obviously trying to boost the run rate Slogging. before the declaration, but it was a bizarre dismissal, yeah. fair to say. Um and in that, in the thirty-six runs, he also became the the fastest player to reach seven thousand Test match runs. Is that correct? Fastest ever? Definitely, yep, yeah, sure is. All right, thank you, Has. And then Warner went on to to pile on three hundred and thirty-five, which is not shabby, really. You'd take that, mm. yeah. Yeah, I'd take that for a season. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's more than I've scored this season comfortably. So. What is Warner actually averaging? Uh, uh, King, he's stick to the script. We better walk that out. If you, give me, if you give me half an hour, mate, I'll get back. You meant over, over his career? Over no, his career. as in just this series. Oh, this series. That's yeah, a great a question. Like, it's a fair it's change hard. from the last series in the Ashes. Yeah, where, yeah, right. yeah it gives a little contrast yeah, That there. one I can find out for you. Well, I'll take over. That's 335, just obviously the key ingredient there is that it is one higher than both Don Bradman and Mark Taylor's score. Um, of 334 uh, with their highest test scores, I guess. And it's the 10th highest individual test score of all time. And what was interesting is that obviously we know how much we love social media, hence why we have a social sin bin here, King, you would have seen. Uh, but throughout, uh, I haven't got any specific examples. I will have them next week. But I saw plenty of things like blowing up at Tim Payne for being the worst captain ever due to the fact that he didn't let David Warner try and beat Brian Lara's highest test score ever. Mm. Um, there was blow-ups galore about that and obviously David Warner just responded in the media saying it's not about individual scores yeah. it's about winning games of cricket well apparently they were going to declare earlier anyway and they gave him the chance to go past 300 past yeah. 334 like he, yeah. so it was they gave him the individual opportunity to get that high score in the first place I mean and there'd be nothing worse than that and obviously like and with the Brian Lara one you, you might not remember this but West Indies definitely did draw the game uh, so actually didn't give themselves enough time to bowl England out twice in that particular game. So I think everyone would sort of be like wary of the fact that you, you don't want to someone's individual high score to cost your team winning a game. And obviously Australia's gone on to win that with a day to spare tonight. That wrapped up. Um, so I think that justifies Tim Payne's decision quite fine there. 
Yeah, you, you got to be batting very quickly, scoring quickly to be able to justify getting 400. Yeah, that's right. You would, yeah, exactly right. Mitch, you got anything for us there? Uh, yeah, I've got an answer for you. So, Davey Warner's only been dismissed once and he's scored 489 runs. So, as long as my, my math checks out there, he's averaging 489 for the series. That is um, very easy. <laughs> which is not bad. Um, and I've actually I've stumbled across a few other stats in the, on, in the process here. We haven't got an official skin stats segment this week, but I, I just think I might sneak on in for you. Between Marnus and David Warner, they've scored 71.5% of all of Australia's runs for this series. Which is not bad, really. Two out of eleven batsmen—that's considerable. Yeah, yeah, that is considerable. So there's there's a little fun fact for you. And Manu's averaging 173, so you'd take that. Jeez. Yes, a couple of uh, Pakistanis did well as well. Babarazam batting batting beautifully, like we've seen a few times now, but falling agonisingly short of his hundred or getting out of 97. Yasir Shah amazingly scoring his highest Test score of 113 after mm. his second highest score was 42, uh, which was also against Australia, uh, but. Yeah, incredible that he was able to do that. Obviously, uh, if, a, if a bowler can do that, you're just thinking, what's, what are the batters doing? But, <laughs> That's um, right. And uh, Mitch Stark taking six wickets in the first innings, Nathan Lyon five in the second after being pretty unlucky uh, with a couple of drop catches and missed opportunities in the first. Mm. Well, we actually, we got that question. Speaking mm. of drop catches, we got this question uh, from Josh Goey right now, and he is definitely a listener of the show and contributes quite strongly. Um, and he said, what is sort of the trade? I think it was the social stature, I reckon was the wording that he used uh, in terms of how his teammates view him has, given the fact that he batted like obviously a wizard and then came out and dropped two of the bigger marks, so to Strums that you'll ever see uh, yesterday. How does, how does that affect his, uh, his standing in the team? Yeah, I don't think that is what they're looking at with, with Minus, but he's scoring that many runs. He's, he can do whatever he wants in the field, really. Uh, but everyone knows how good of a fielder That's he is. That's what's so strange. He's yeah, actually he's a generally jet in the field. field like, those ones are, and the ones that are short leg are, are so tough. And they say, oh, he should catch that. You know, but It's so reactionary and you're just throwing your hand out there and hoping for the best. And, yeah, but when Haz does this, King, watch this. Put up your hand, Haz. Look how large that thing is compared to his body. When he throws out one hand, the surface area just <laughs> catches him always. He's literally got mitts, big it's oven a mitts. Baseball mitt there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And has from my from my plenty of my massive bowling workload this season. I think I've, I think I've gotten five overs out in second grade. I can comfortably say that a court and bowl is sort of pretty reactionary as well. It's he sort of either just sticks or it doesn't. Yeah, and it's tough to know how fast it's coming yeah, at you. Like often you think it's coming bit. real quick. Yeah. And then you get your hands up there and then it ends up lollipopping to you and you've got your hands in the wrong spot because you haven't caught, like, thought of gravity actually taking <laughs> as much of a hold as it has in that time. Jeez, I don't yeah, know how much exactly. time you have to think <laughs> of the effect gravity's going to have on the ball as it's coming back to you. Has. Uh, speaking of Marnus, actually, guys, I got to uh, go to the, what were they called? The Queensland Sport Awards, the 25th Annual Queensland Sport Awards, which might surprise you to know, but that was the first time I've ever been invited to them. Um, in fact, I definitely wasn't invited. I went in place of Marnus, uh, who was actually nominated as Queensland Sports Star of the Year. So that was on Saturday night. I got to go and attend that. Um, he didn't win. Okay. Who do you think won, Mitch? Uh, I think I know who won. So if anyone else wants to hazard a guess or, or yeah. I can just inform well, the listeners. Well, Dion's just read it and has probably known as well. So oh, you might as well just inform people. I think Ash Barty ended up winning it. Ash Barty uh, most certainly did win it. Really <laughs> 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 won a few nah, tennis um, matches along yeah, the way. I, I think she's also won like a similar award for the whole of Australia. So mm. I thought it was a pretty good chance when I saw her name also on the nominee list that she might win it. Um, what was interesting though, guys, is there was also a Queensland Sport Team of the Year. Who do you reckon won that? 
this would be good listening. This yeah. stunned silence. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. yeah, one team. It's very good. Even the we've talked about them last week for the first time uh, ever. Yeah, Brisbane Bullets. It's the Brisbane Bandits you gave in the baseball <laughs> team. That's exactly. Oh, yeah, the Bullets are struggling. Four, no, they yeah, because they won four in a row. Four in a row. Uh, so the Brisbane Bandits baseball team were the Queensland Sport Team of the Year. And I don't think there's any coincidence that the first time we talked about them on the podcast, they win an award the next week. Yeah, well done to them. Good, yeah, right, good effort. No, I thought you were going to say well done to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have that effect note. on people, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> side note too, boys, uh, Ash Barty's actually a diehard Richmond fan, so she's had a pretty uh, good year. Yeah, well, interestingly, yeah, she, wasn't, one. she actually wasn't uh, – she was not at these particular awards. Her dad got up and spoke on behalf of her um, because she was down in Melbourne, probably supporting Richmond in their preseason. AFLW preseason yeah, did start. Right. So exactly. Yeah. Imagine that. Um, Lethal, when do you think the cutoff dates would have been for those those awards? Would that account for Manu's two late large hundred? No, it or? most certainly doesn't. Okay. So all of the it, it was the Ashes was the last sort of entry that Manu okay, got. Right, yeah. uh, so his highlights package was only about. The, what he did in the Ashes in England, right. um, and interestingly, so so I mean he's pretty much got to sign up for this year yeah. already. I'd say Big so chance. I might have to go again. Yeah. I can use the same speech that I had written <laughs> to go. It's going to be a belter. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, what was interesting is that everyone else that won an award that was obviously not able to be there, their proxy was one of their parents, and obviously because Marnus's parents and wife were both or all in Adelaide, uh, I was about eighth in line, I think, to uh, to get chosen to accept the award. So it would have been quite interesting to rock up and go, "Hey guys." Um, I'm obviously not Marnus, but thanks for the award. I am seen at his wedding. That's, that's yeah, close that's enough to right. appear, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. All right. So going to go to the WBBL now. Molly Strano bowled the Melbourne Renegades to victory over the Sydney Thunder with three for 26 from her four overs and with Jess Duffin scoring her third consecutive 50 in that game, which was uh, which is very impressive in 2020 cricket to get three 50s in a row. And she's also, I think, having a crack at AFLW. So she, that's what I'm hearing. I'm both. Yeah, well, she, uh, she chose that over playing for the potential to play for Australia in cricket, um, from what I hear. And then uh, for the Heat, Beth Mooney, 50 not out off 27 to help them chase down the Melbourne Stars 88 in only 8.4 overs, which was in a rain-affected match, uh, to help secure the top place for the Heat after the regular season, meaning they get a home semi-final on Saturday. And the final will also be at AB Field if they make it, and they'll be in that at home as well on, on Sunday. So. Are there any commentators or not really? Well, we could we could ask. Yep, I think we should put, put the resume in. Well, we've been pretty good at that venue, from what I've heard. Um, <laughs> That's probably a biased opinion. <laughs> you do tend to pump me up a Yeah, I tell myself that. Just ignore the negative feedback. <laughs> of course, they're competing with that final spot uh, with with other teams, which is Adelaide Strikers, Perth Scorchers, and Melbourne Renegades in the semi-finals. Yeah, all right. And interestingly, uh, by the way, guys, just uh, something for the listeners to get around. And obviously, Dion's already filled up one of the spots, but uh, Mitch will actually be competing in the BBL Supercoach League, uh, and he needs quite a few teams to play against. Don't you, Skin and when we got the Chocolates Super Coach League for the BBL that's upcoming, and uh, obviously Has will be playing in it, so he's not allowed to um, have a Super Coach team. And neither am I now. Either yeah, after your big, your big one massive, second yeah, eleven game, one second eleven, and it rules Bays out as well. So. Rules Bays out, so yeah, yeah it's a lonely got, competition at the yeah. moment. It's oh, just myself. Yeah, um, well, Mitch is flying the flag for us, so he will be getting a little bit of uh, advice. Obviously, not from Has. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> breaks, breaks my heart. I love the supercoach. Yeah, yeah. The team sheet. Well, I mean, we're being pretty cutthroat. Like he, Mitch actually asked tonight, are we getting Has in the team? And I was straight away, no thanks. Um, <laughs> Too expensive. Yeah, we want an all rounder. Has is not going to bowl. We need yeah, guys yeah. that can do both. How do you know that? 
I've seen you bowl. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting a bowl in first grade. If you bowl me more in first grade, I'd be able to push my case. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, yeah, so, Mitch, no, can so you give us some details on that? Uh, yeah, I, I can give you a few details. I've obviously only started the league about 10 minutes ago, so I'm not an expert. But we're looking for another, uh, well, assuming Dion's in, another 12 teams on top of that. Um, and so you go to the, the Super Coach competition. I think it's on the Herald Sun or something, isn't it, DJ? And the, the membership code is 697761. So type that in and get involved and pick a team. And hopefully not one better than mine, which I'm sure won't be tough, but we'll see how we go. <laughs> Perfect. Outstanding. Uh, and you've got, we'll obviously put that on our socials, I think, Mitch, because people will probably yep. need to view that. Uh, rather yeah, I can't than just imagine you remembering that off the top of your head, but you can always rewind and yeah, it'll be. And there is actually an app on, on the socials. We use, we use the app, don't we? The, Supercoach uh, 2019 app so that's also what I would recommend yeah, I'll get around to that at some stage I think it was taking up too much data on the, on the Samsung Very uh, so I've punted it at the moment but alright now something guys that we do have to talk about is still cricket I apologise for those people that hate cricket and hate AFL if you are that person then you would have You're tuned out by now wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably not listening anymore um, but a, a bit of Sheffield Shield guys uh, the one that really everyone wants to hear about has this was one of the strangest results I've ever seen Queensland beating Tasmania and Hobart in two days, obviously completely opposite to the other games, which you do come to expect uh, in Hobart. It's quite green and quite cold generally. Um, but has there was Tassie was all out for 105 in their first innings. All right, Queensland in some serious trouble. They were three for eight or something as well. Enter S. Hazlitt <laughs> slash Dave. <laughs> and somehow you've managed in the space of like a day to produce a score of 135 when everyone else looked like they were batting with a toothpick. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, I, I don't know. They um, just just went about my business as I normally would and uh, <laughs> I managed to accumulate. I got I got lucky, got dropped on 19, I think, uh, slashing it at gully, at third slip. Um, so I'll thanks, thanks, Alex Dillon. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, been batting well though. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, it was um, it was nice to score some runs. Bit time out in the middle after coming back from the broken finger. Uh, we we used a new ball actually as well in Shield Cricket. We're trialing this new Kookaburra ball, which they're trying yeah, to. I was worried about you there because I read that it's going to stay harder for longer, and with the fingers that you have. It's never a good thing. Yeah, risky, but um, <laughs> it but yeah, didn't seem to affect you. No, no. I guess you hope for days like that, and and uh, this one was one of those days. I think when when there's a tough wicket or the ball's doing a bit, the bowlers get a little bit greedier. They go searching. They bowl fuller and straighter, and um, I'm happy for that. Like yeah. they go on searching, they're going to bowl me the odd half volley on my legs, and I'll I'll take it. It was a quality highlights, really good to say, and they didn't actually include any of the drops either. Uh, in your highlights for your 100. So we were just there going like, oh, chance the sinnings, which we are <laughs> going to speak about later as well. So uh, well done, Has. It was magnificent to see. And as we talked about, still got your uh, your little four days in and your Qantas frequent flyer points and then straight back home a day early. Easy money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we know how much you love that. <laughs> Easy money that you're not going to spend, Has. Has, we better let you loose. Uh, I know you've been planning these ones. You love this segment. Um, and this is the overused sporting buzz phrases section. Sports buzz phrase. We've heard a few that we will throw at you. Sports buzz phrase. We've got a long list that we'll add to always untrue. No, it has. Take us away. Yeah, so that one you referred to 
before, which you hear a lot after a player scores 100 or, or bats really well, is that it was a chanceless innings. And if it's genuinely true, then then I don't want to take away from those situations. Um, because, But there are very few of them, I reckon. If, if there's very few hundreds where someone hasn't played and missed or been hit on the pads or nicked one. and, and uh, Surely so there's no hundreds where you haven't played and missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Play and miss so, is a chance. Are you going that? No, no. Play and miss definitely isn't a chance. Um, so it's, it's fair to say chances if they played and missed okay. a few times. And my innings definitely wasn't chanceless. I played and missed plenty and I, and I nicked a couple. <laughs> so yeah. um, Just take it easy with playing basketball with yeah, your sorry, microphone sorry. over the skin. Still trying to get in the right spot. Enough gig. Yeah, we're only 50 yeah. minutes in, so I can see the, how you haven't worked the, that out yet. To the 27,000th episode <laughs> and I still haven't got it. <laughs> only 24 skin. Okay, thanks, mate. Thank you. Cheers, And he's listened to all of them. But, uh, but yeah, back, back to the Chancellor's innings, uh, Buzz Fraser. In my thoughts, realistically, a ball you play and miss at means if you played the ball better, then you would have nicked it and you could have given away a chance there. So it's nearly like, yeah, okay. you know, if, you, if you've played the ball worse and missed it, then it's, then it's you know, yeah, worked yeah. out better for you. So, yeah, right, good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's used a lot of chances. I think That's people an unusual use. theory has. I mean, you, are an, you never shock me with some of the things that come out of your mouth, like you like NRL referees, <laughs> the only person that does that. So, but, but that is unusual. I, I take your point. I don't mm. mind it. No, I've never heard someone say that. Yeah, No, I, I'm on hazard side. I say that often. My, the, that's my excuse for my, my very low average. I'm just too good to play and miss at the good balls, you know. I, yeah, just always manage to find a nick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. there, are, there are very few chances innings uh, and I think people often say that after they've forgotten that there probably was a chance at some stage but uh, but yeah if it, if it was chances then, then good on you good mm. effort would have so made yeah. 100 if it didn't clean bowl me yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's fair has um, and the next one is when you go to player interviewing them after the game the team's won and, and you know, they just say every time oh yeah no, we're just happy to get the uh, get the two points or get the win oh. you know, whatever whatever it's worth that's in the game classic mm-hmm. league that's an NRL thing massively yeah. isn't it yeah so they, that's the uh, just want to sound good and say the right thing so we're just happy to get yeah, the win tonight very humble in the post game interviews because you always get grabbed for an interview if you've put on a clinic yeah. throughout the game no one, off 100 and no yeah. one talks about that you're just stoked that you got the win but you're not grabbing the guy that sputtered it up <laughs> yeah. this guy like knocked it on three times and cost four, like two tries <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think there might be a few more post-match interview quotes we can uh, we can bring up in the next couple of weeks because absolutely. there's plenty of those ones. And, and one we've got for tonight is is uh, where they say, yeah, nah, or nah, yeah, um, oh, when they yeah. get asked the question. I'm not sure if they forget <laughs> if the question was in the positive or negative sense and then they can just <laughs> say, say both and go on to refer to yeah, the, the topic right. that they were just talking about. Before they sit on the fence and be like this podcast. <laughs> oh, has, what are they going to do now with the, just happy to get the win or just happy to get the two points? But now, obviously, golden point change. It's worth three oh, points. Yeah. It's going to have to change the whole complexion of that particular phrase. Yeah, well, they might make a few mistakes there. He's happy to get the two points. He actually got three. Damn it. He's <laughs> happy to get the points would make it safer, wouldn't uh, they? Yeah. Mm, that's true. Oh, I reckon that'll stitch up a few habit. throughout the season. It's going to be sure. a bad habit to try and get out of. No, uh, but I, I actually had something weird happen today, guys. Uh, that's not really a habit, but um, has become a part of my life, I guess. was uh, I've sort of know this this teacher at school, right, named D'Amica, a uh, good friend. Listens to the podcast a little bit actually, uh, and her fiance loves the podcast. He, he's great. So anyway, this person on Snapchat 
which is probably like there's our first issue is that probably at my age Snapchat's maybe not something that you should be investing a great deal of time on um, <laughs> but I've, uh, I've got it nonetheless <laughs> comes up in my uh, comes up in my phone suggested contacts for Snapchat there uh, and I've obviously added her and gone yep this would be cool like just out of this out of a habit sort of thing she's obviously a contact in my phone so I'll just assume <laughs> that's her right then I get this random message like we've, we've been genuinely like actually talking over it like just like random photos of I don't know someone's backyard or what are you doing tonight blah 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 right, so I'm just thinking that I'm speaking to her the entire time uh, and then I get this this probably been going on for like four weeks and then I get this message on Saturday night that goes hey who is this <laughs> what's <laughs> from Demeka Right. Right. so I've looked at my phone and gone like what the heck what do you mean like how gassed are you it's Lee <laughs> you idiot and uh, obviously I went back to school today fake Demeka. Uh never actually I mean she never wrote back to my message there but I went back to school today and sort of said why did you send me that message on Saturday night like what are you doing and uh, and she was like what I didn't send you I don't think I sent you a message and, and I was like yeah well you definitely did Like, and she was like yeah well I was actually pretty um, pretty pioced, so that might have, <laughs> might have happened. Um, and then I was like, we'll just check your phone and see. And she looked at her phone and goes, I'm not even friends with you on Snapchat. <laughs> oh, no. How does that even happen? <laughs> I don't know. So I've been sending messages to this random person named Demeka who uh, doesn't know me and I don't know her, maybe, or it could maybe, be an old yeah. man that's catfishing <laughs> me. <laughs> it's got to be like, maybe Tamika's old phone that she sold to someone else yeah, or something, surely. Maybe, uh, sure. That's right. got to be some justification Genius there. Has. That's good, Has. You've got to the bottom of that so quickly. <laughs> I thought that was going to take us at least 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm going to investigate no, that further. To be honest. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, skin. You've just got that cough again that's been hanging around for like three weeks. Lasseth malingering uh, is for sure. Uh, now, Has, we still actually haven't got a little jingle to play for this segment but everyone loves it um so i'm not going to give you too much warning it is a minute to thin it all right joe root scores 226 for england in the test versus new zealand after tom latham's 100 with neil wagner picking up five for as the match looks like being drawn uh in boxing anthony mundine retires again after losing to john wayne parr uh aussie golfer jason day pulls out of the australian open and president's cup with a back injury uh, the Philadelphia 76ers mentor, Brett Brown, officially announced as the Australian Boomers coach for the Tokyo Olympics to bring the best out of Ben Simmons. Simmons recently came up with three steals in the final 14 seconds in the 76ers' 119-116 win over the Indiana Pacers. Nathan Walker was the first Australian drafted into the American Hockey League in 2014 and the first Aussie to play an NHL game when he made his debut for Washington Capitals in 2017. And on Sunday, he scored his first goal for St. Louis Blues with a 5-2 win over the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins. Lionel Messi played his 700th game for Barcelona, scoring his 613th goal, and Liverpool extend their lead in the English Premier League with a 2-1 win over Brighton, with title contenders Chelsea and Man City both failing to win against West Ham and Newcastle, respectively. And Jose Mourinho continues his unbeaten start as manager of Tottenham as they overcome Bournemouth. <laughs> now, I was, I was actually a little bit slow on the buttons there, has. I reckon you've actually gone overtime there by three seconds. Yeah, right. Um, which is the first, first time we've deal. seen you sort of yeah, just yeah. be that slow between the wickets. So Although, to your credit, you've tried to squeeze in. You've covered everything good in the 20 world, seconds of, of European sport, which we. You've given that Australian well, hockey player pretty much his bio. So <laughs> 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 you genuinely got through everything in the world. We don't talk much about ice hockey. And has hate to critique you too much, but you've got no time for Rory Burns also managed to hit 100 in this game. Sorry, Rory. My bad. Yeah, apologies. 
Oh, well. Uh, and that is all we have time for, guys. It's been quite a long episode. Plenty to get through. Obviously, it was the AFL draft special, uh, which means that we had DJ King right here with us as an in-house guest. Thank you for being here, King. Thanks for having me, boys. It's been a pleasure. No worries. You've gone long John range at the microphone there. That was skinnled like. Um, <laughs> it's great to see. Great to see. If there's one person that you do not want to copy in microphone etiquette, it is Mitch. Um, yeah, no, if you brought some great stuff to us there, King, and obviously a fair few people, uh, even Hazlitt, have now walked away much more knowledgeable about the AFL draft and all that's involved there. We've chatted plenty of cricket, guys, uh, and we hope that you enjoy this episode just as much as we enjoyed making it for you. Now, obviously, we want you to continue to liaise with us wherever possible. Mitch has obviously been a bit quiet on the skin stats. He needs some more requests there. Send those through and any other ideas. I've just had an idea if you want to quickly hear it. I wouldn't mind seen a graph of DJ's word count throughout the episode because I reckon it's gone downhill severely since the start. Yeah, well, that was always <laughs> going to be the way considering he ran the first segment. <laughs> um, but then just chimed in with just some pieces of gold uh, as per usual. Uh, no, so please do get those through to our email address, hello at wegotthechocolates.com.au. Uh, that's where we'd love to hear from you about any ideas you've got for maybe people you want us to approach to interview. I mean, we'll... We'll send messages on Instagram to anyone. Floyd Mayweather was one suggestion. Um, I yeah, haven't actually messaged him yet, but uh, there'll be, there'll, I'm sure there's some suggestions there. And then, Mitch, where else can people find us on social media? We've been strong in the last couple of days. Uh, yeah, all the usual suspects, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even YouTube. If you want to leave a comment on something that we post there at Lethal D, are we still posting there regularly? I wouldn't say regularly to stretch, but uh, no, there's, there's plenty of the time. Though, I really so need sure to we'll get something up. Yeah, I need holidays to come, and then I've got yeah. so much video material to put up on YouTube. That is for sure. Has Mitch, Dion, thank you so much. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, particularly if you enjoyed it, please do, wherever you listen to it, on Spotify, on Apple, subscribe. Uh, if it is on Apple, then remember to leave us a rating. That would be much appreciated. Uh, we love, obviously, hearing from you, and we love talking about you, and we will be back with you this time next week. And, and Mitch, hello if you're listening. And if you are listening, please stop. Go do your boots up and go for a kick because you need to work on it. That's what you really think. <laughs> oh, that's a proper spray. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.